0: Welcome back to Cork Stats, powered by the Mail Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app where you make money for being sharp. Love that. Download that app for free. Use the code M-M-N, Mayo Media Net. They're going to match that first hundred bucks for free. If it's free, it's free. For us, yikes, wearing a few capital L's on the big forehead yesterday, L for love, but these things happen, you can't let it affect our work. What went wrong yesterday? Just about everything. Jordan Alvarez got rung up on a ball that's like six inches outside the zone. Listen, what could you do? Me and you, the stats crew, keeping a big old smile on that face because we cannot control the ball. We do not control the bat, but we can control the work ethic, the input, and all of the things that we do. One of those would be to rate, review, and subscribe to the Audio Only channel if you're picking up what we're putting down in the algorithmic world. We now live in cartoon fingers, and five-star reviews really matter a lot, like a lot more than they should. Here we go with the fastest show at MLB. Absolutely anywhere and you know you can take that one to the bank with your host, the big dude with the big mouth for the Big Apple, big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn and New York, as always. We coming out the chair, as always, death, taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west, bears making dookie in the woods, and the big dude up before the crack of dawn to bring you the fastest show that is out there right now. I'm telling you, who does more with less? We are as skeleton crude as a few of us putting out more work than rooms full of writers and producers and cameramen i absolutely love it and the feedback speaks for itself to all the new listeners welcome aboard hello how you doing i see those views clicking up it really means the world to us most baseball shows losing steam as we continue to accelerate right towards the finish line right the algo and everything gets stronger with more data we're not about to let up now let's get into it we're doing daily dfs and of course jock market love that app make sure you download that you're rolling with us that first hundred bucks is enough to do some damage we're going to get over into some fantasy stuff again Tuesday, I got my days right this week. We mine the advanced statistical leaderboard for starting pitchers. Look for some guys doing things that maybe not everyone has access to, you know, some swing and miss stuff, some advanced contact metrics tomorrow we'll do the same thing on the hitter side Thursday we mishmash them all together to come up with ads for every position in 10, 12 and 15 team leagues trying to be everything to all people and then of course we'll wrap up with a couple bets I got some total base props and really more important than anything is the strategy I think that's really what's stuck with a lot of people and again I really do appreciate it these interactions on Twitter and all this stuff really matters people seeing our work and how you know this kind of community that we're building is really moving forward I think some of our followers are sharper than a lot of the Twitter handicappers you know I love that you follow me on Twitter at MLB moving AVG on the bird app and we're bringing all the tools every single day all the nuance you could possibly stomach imply team total starting pitcher ranks run the algo we grade the games and if you appreciate it make sure you thank our boy patty Mayo let's get up into the first pillar it's the stack attack brought to you by jock markets remember these are all stacks that are viable for daily play across the board. Generally, it's a handed split, so we can look to backfill in DFS with cheap hitters or jock market, especially when prices at the four now I wouldn't really push anybody for total base props right people total base props you need to be in the front of the lineup those I think will have highlighted and again I do backfill a little bit I guess as I get into some more detail right so many games I only have so much room on the screen you could follow me on patreon as well but don't worry it doesn't cost you a dime it's all free you could tip if you want what and if you can but i really don't care i don't want your money i'd much rather you recommend this show to your friends tag us on social media and let people know you know how good of a job we're doing to me that means a lot more than a few bucks that you probably need more than me i've been very lucky in this life all right let's get into it that first stack it's the red laundry from Bo stone it's the righties against mccarty the youngster, he's not filled in where you could bet on them yet. I believe he's going to start. He has three starts in a row. He's fully in line. All of my websites seem to agree. So right now we're looking for Boston against McCarty in his three career games. He went three, gave up four. He went four, gave up four. He went five, gave up four. Well, even if you're watching umizumi and you're into patterns like my kids are, and the next one is six, gave up four, we'll probably take it. But come on. 12 innings pitched on the year, 12 earned runs, six home runs already righties having their way with him so far. Three eighty one batting average, seven sixty-two slug. Yes, I double checked those in five home runs. So we want to be looking for righties again. McCarty is left-handed. So we'll be looking for the Boston righties. First up, believe it or not, it's Rob Refsnyder on the year. 43 plate appearances against lefties, a better than 47% hard hit rate. Remember, that's 95 miles an hour. The reason we use that, it's directly correlated to slugging. Then we want to use our triple slash. Forget average OBP and slug. Them's is the old days. We're using BA, ISO, and OPS. 429 BA, 238 ISO, 1135 OPS. If you know, you follow my work, I love OPS. To me, it's probably the best descriptor for all of these formats altogether, however OPS does include walks, which will get you in trouble in total bases ISO, isolated slugging, a measure of extra base rate, right, so 238 is a nearly 25% Right, 24% Extra beats hit rate. Ref Snyder has been leading off when he plays. J.D. Martinez is down, so keep an eye on Ref Snyder. If he's leading off, got to love that. These are really what we're doing very well. And then over to Xander Bogarts, who we know is a boss and hits lefties extremely well, especially this year. 86 PAs on the year, 384 batting average, 164 ISO. So see the ISO a bit low, but 1025 OPS and 8 extra base hit so those guys are going to be viable no matter what again with the lefty be looking maybe even at bobby dalbach's so okay right i don't get everybody in here but i want to maybe leave people more so with the application and how to use this stuff i put out so much information every day again i mentioned the tools and the implied totals and stuff it's just a ton we compare them against the money line we compare them against the f5 team totals it really just gets bananas up in the war room so it's really important i think to be able to kind of sift through and filter it right you may only play one game i Do play DFS. Also, I love these winner-take-all contests. I do play jock market. I do play total base props, but it matters which player goes where, I think, right? Because you could have the right players in the wrong scenario and lose, and the right player in the right scenario, though seeing three players or five players and end up being wildly successful. Sorry, right, that's the first stack. Then let's get up and do it. No, you don't have deja vu. No, you didn't see a black cat. No, there is not a glitch in the matrix. We're going back in time. Once again, we're going back to the future for those San Francisco gigantes, the San Francisco treats. Tell me when it sounds familiar against Tyler Gilbert. We'll just do it fast. I won't do it again. If you want to believe it, not, this is funny, I actually erase my notes every day, I often talk about the my work, handicapping baseball at this level, right, every single game to this detail, it's like building a sandcastle right on a shoreline, no matter how good it gets, some days you get to the flag and the peak, with a moat, And some days you don't. It falls apart. You get little blocks and stuff. No matter what, the the tide's coming in to wipe it away. So I generally erase my notes. I wish I didn't because I had to look at them again. So if you want the real hardcore detail on Gilbert, we did this yesterday. Let's just do it fast for the new listeners. 534 ERA, 125 WIP, 769 OPS. But the FIP, XFIP, and Sierra all north of 525, right? That's really an attack metric. 7% 7% K-Walk, minus a single-digit swinging strike rate. And then once he comes in the zone, the contact is very poor on his part. 50 fly ball and 13 barrel equals what? Yes, you with a handsome lad in the back. More than more than two home runs per nine. Righties, 360 Woba on the year. A 5-12 slug in six home runs against Gilbert. Really, I dove in a bit more yesterday, but it's the cutter and the sinker. When you put them together, it's more than 50% of the basket. They have an 800x slug minimum each pitch. Such so a major issue, right? You can't, he's gonna have to do something with that either add a uh, breaking pitch or pull back on those fastball bins because you can't keep this up, he's gonna get destroyed. We mentioned Austin Slater, who one of, another one of these players, like Ref Snyder. Teams are now using distinct lineups against certain handed hitters. So, a guy like Ref Snyder, well, he might not even play, but against lefties, he'll lead off. Slater, he might play sometimes, he would be batting eighth against lefties, he leads off. These things are not really reflected in the odds when they get posted on the total base props. They really are not. And I think that is probably one of the truest pieces of edge out there right now. So let's get into it. We know Gilbert struggling against righties. Slater doing work against lefties. 120 plate appearances on the year. 42% hard hit rate. Double digit barrel. 303 batting average. 172 ISO. Nearly 900 OPS. Kind of all the things we're looking for. And again, he'll be leading off. Something we're looking for. And the total base props particularly. Although I guess it does. The more I think about it, the more it matters for everything. That... Ninth frame on the road is everything. For total base props, I almost exclusively want to be on the road. I'm starting to get upset. My Twice now in the past two weeks, we've had our hitter end up on deck winning in the ninth at home. Right, So only getting eight frames out of our offense, our hitter had a chance to be up again, and we didn't get it where the Giants today on the road, they're going to get that other frame. Slater does not get pinch hit for in the games he played. I checked it out for the platooning they do. So wheels up for Austin Slater. Then over to Darren Ruff. Had him yesterday as well, but a buck 21 plate appearances on the year against lefties. 265, 294, 931. That 294 ISO really jumping off the page. Quick math, right at 294 ISO's is nearly 30% extra base hit rate. Going to get at least three at-bats. We're hoping one out of the three is that extra base hit. If we get three at bats against a lefty, we should be in line for at least one more later on. He should be batting third. You know, so you see how all the calculus kind of builds up. Similar to trading, we like to build our indicators in order Let's think of it as like an argument, right? Like we're a strength of argument. We're presenting this case to the judge. We want it approved. Sometimes the jury doesn't give us the answer we want the same way the outcome doesn't come we want, but that doesn't mean we're going to start building weak arguments to suffice, you know, to satisfy a a stupid person, right? So, again, it hate to be like that, but it really matters input sign like eighteen thousand greater than signs um output so first two stacks boston righties san francisco righties and as well in jock market make sure you're keeping an eye on those players if any of the righties on these teams are at four bucks below you don't tag me you don't ask you just grab them because remember jock market has inherent leverage when price is low there is no free squares like dfs where everybody piles on you know ref snyder when he's leading off everyone's gonna have ref snyder is very hard to take advantage of that you almost need him though if you think he's gonna be good the flip side of that in jock market if a player is cheap it means by definition the demand is low which opens up the doorway for the big return so there's a little bit of a lesson on jock market and why it's so awesome you know all right next up it's the brew crew to wrap it up this one is a little bit funny let's go up against dylan bundy yes he scored four touchdowns for poke high that was a very long time ago 471 era 127 whip 750 ops the whip a little bit low for that era i think the ops more validates the 47 era the fastballs coming in at 90 miles an hour or below which is that first kind of red flag the heart rate right to do run contact metrics i only usually bring them up when they're on the extremes because a pitcher can win in the zone but with an 89-mile-an-hour fastball, if your heart rate, that center pink box on Savon, if you're familiar, is upper from 27. It's awful. And then we know the contact is poor as well. 42 fly ball, 40 hard hit, 9 barrel has only equaled one and a quarter home runs per night. Like, that's not really sustainable. So this is where we're going to be going for, again, the inputs over um, the outputs. Milwaukee offense, you're not going to find much in the way of, like, last 7, last 14, again, something i like often talk about. Hot right hot hitters and like what is hot i've spoken with john anson about this and eric Smolski, really sharp dudes at roto i mean i've spoken to the smartest guys about this i think the problem we're having is the definition right generally i think that's the problem people are arguing something that is not being clearly defined so for me hot doesn't have a time definition hot is it's a wave you know so there may be three days of hot you could be on 21 days of hot but i'm watching in wave form so you can have a last seven ops that's kind of high where you consider that player not hot because they're on a downside or excuse me one second <clears throat> or a situation like this where players are not really rocking very strong l7 l14s or seeing them kind of pick up so i'll give you an idea what i mean so we Mentioned Bundy, the heart rate, the context and issue. In particular, the problem is to lefties. They have a 300 batting average, 350 woba. But more specifically, again, the nuance and the context that I think right now you only get here. I hate to be like too arrogant, right? Confidence and arrogance kind of go hand in hand. Hopefully you're surrounded by enough people that love you to pull you back when you cross the line. But again, in this life, I don't mind crossing it sometimes because I think you kind of have to, right? I think you have to in order to push the boundaries. But it's you know, another for another day the problem has been lefties right so Bundy hyper using the fastball which we mentioned only 89 miles an hour 49% use so now we know we could look at left-handed hitters on Milwaukee that are very good at hitting bad fastballs give me Yellich, Telez, and Wong all last seven have a plus 900 OPS against righties they've all kind of woke up together again one of the things I look for one of the hot things is a bunch of good hitters that are they're good hitters on a good team that were not hitting well, all together kind of wake up, Combined, they're 14 for the last 33 with 5 extra base hits. Again, we could be looking at the beginning of the sine wave here, right where we want to get behind it. And again, they're all very good fastball hitters. Rowdy on the year. Twenty. This is against right-handed fastballs. Again, context nuance, people. 23% barrel, 400x Woba, 5 home runs. Christian Yelich against right-handed fastballs. Year-to-date, 53 hard hit, 413 expected Woba. Wong, 265 ISO and 4 home runs. So again, don't get too hung up on the last seven and stuff i'm looking for milwaukee to get it done against the fastball today absolutely love those plays for sure so give me the brew crew lefties as that third stack okay let's move on over to the fantasy end again um tuesday we're just minding the advanced statistical leaderboard Audio-only listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe. Hopefully after that whole little shindig I just got, I deserved the cartoon thumb I was asking for before. Pretty, pretty please, with a sugar on top. Press the like button and subscribe to the Mayo Media Net channel. We're also doing a football version of this crazy show we're doing on um, the weekends, so check that out as well. All right, let's get into it. I'll read it to you, but... Uh, Again, this is just a highlight. No one should be overreacting to this, but this is kind of the first step in finding pitchers. Time sorting, advanced stats, to look for maybe pitchers that are a short change, have been discarded, and the like. So on the left, we have CSW, that's called Strikes and whiffs I'll just read it to you again remember the guy at the top of the list is a pitcher I really like I actually have a bunch of draft adults but I'm I'm laughing because I don't know if I really want him right now it's Bailey Falter on the Phillies had some deceptive arsenal he had a nice track record in the minor leagues but he's really gotten beat up thus far but again growth not being linear maybe there's something there 34 percent CSW he was near the very very tippy top of the board this is last 30 days at least three games started so I think he's giving up some runs but 34 CSW not nothing over to Braxton Garrett 34 percent for Miami look good to JT Brubaker short changed on Pittsburgh who I think at the very least is a streamer right now Tyler Wells one of our ads this year we picked up early on Brady Singer another one of our ads we picked up early on Cutter Crawford one of my most recent ads um, we mentioned last week Jeffrey Springs well you notice a lot of these guys are pitchers that we have already kind of been on, but I think now it's been enough that the general market is getting on and we're seeing them kind of sustain on these leaderboards to Jose Suarez, Zach Plesak, and my boy Reed Detmer. So everybody on this list at at least 28.5% CSW, generally a pretty good standard. I like to usually look at 30 or above. Again, this is not a raw leaderboard. It goes to show you it's difficult to make that 30. I, the raw leaderboard is kind of silly, right? Do you want to know that you know Garrett Cole is good? And Corbin Burns is good. Everybody's sick. Go, go, add Corbin Burns. You know you can't do that. So I'd rather rather this be actionable, even if it means sometimes you know we have that minesweeper thing out in the beach. Beep, 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 and we don't find anything. It just happens. Sometimes you dig holes and don't find anything. I think it's a problem with people today. They expect to find every time they investigate. Part of the investigation is kind of coming up empty, unfortunately, and maybe learning from the process itself. Oh my goodness, we're learning. All right, so that CSW. Again, not enough on its own because you could get cold strikes with swifts, but miss too much and the contact be really poor. So to the right side will take you to barrel. Percentage allowed. I know these are not my normal stats. I didn't get my general update next week we'll be back to normal i like to use whiffs and x but this kind of does the same thing right think about how cold strikes and whiffs is kind of before the event barrel after the event again barrel is not everything no one stat is so who's at the very top cutter crawford when the players on both of these lists it's almost like an auto add i found right this didn't start as auto ad, but i have found this year players on both of these lists are worth adding we'll figure it out after cutter crawford 30 csw 2 barrel really looking awesome read again double add in the list we were already on it you got gotta be following me on twitter i really i pumped that right off the bat we actually lost a bet against him coming off the minor league promotion and i tweeted we lost the battle we're going to win the war when we add debtors and start betting on him and that's what we've been doing and such is life to zach thompson on pittsburgh who i think is viable Blake Snell, who's probably going to win teams, second half championships. Jose Quintana, Alex Cobb, Andre Pavlante, JT Bruker, again, there's a double mention. Justin Steele, thing with Justin Steele, if you're new here, Justin Seal was on these lists and now is coming off them. So we're going to have to dive in. Remember, right, the appearance is not enough to Trevor Rodgers, one of the most disappointing pitchers in all of baseball, one of my biggest misses on the fantasy season. Although, to fantasy in general, before we move on, people, and I was very, very honest about this, we have the receipts as always. My fantasy team started, everybody was in last place. I mean, five weeks in, I could not believe it. Yes, some injuries, lost Albies, Tascar Hernandez. Yes, 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 that's n- everyone has injuries. But I'm like filling out lineups, and you're like, these guys are good. I don't, I'm not going to start dropping good players. And we made the ads we needed to. We highlighted a bunch of players. At these Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows have been very impactful, I believe. The double ads on, you know, the pitcher and the hitter mentions. It's on Thursday. Now, I'm not a big standings Hawk. It's not my style. These teams are all in the single digits. I mean, all of them are. Or Like the last, you know, eight draft and holds I did that were all in 13th or worst in week 8. Every single one of them. I was crying. I have analysts that I speak to on a daily basis. I was crying to them. I could not believe how poor I was doing. I'm Just what it is, right? Again, I'm very honest with this stuff. But I was going to keep at it, and that's the lesson, man. Fantasy is a really long season. And if the other side of me underperforming with players I like could be other teams overperforming with players that maybe are not that good. And then we've all been in this position is when we feel stuck, right, because you have a guy that's been really good. What do you do with him? Right. What do you do with him? You, You have to continue to roll him out there. Right. It's not to pick on him. Because I have a bigger loss, but a guy like Tommy Edmund, who is phenomenal, ridiculously good, so good, you kind of get... And I'm not saying you need to bench this guy, but you're. it's almost like I, I'm the type to do that. To bench guys for a week and eat, not eat the down part of the sine wave. You know, that's just how I roll. Again, it's not to knock Edmund because I thought a guy like Straw would be a good hitter, he's... Trash all, right? so again, i know i have a reputation for disliking edmund but he just was one of the first examples of a player that was so so good he looked like a league winner and then he went in the tank but anyway, he's been in the tank for a while is he going to pick back up do you keep rolling him out there again these are the decisions so stick-to-itiveness and these time-sorted stats i think really help us identify the sine waves again you know I, that's just how i roll you know a guy like baez I actually have not gotten killed by Baez. I was benching him for a lot of the bad part, and I've, I've gotten d- done well on the better part of the year. So, again, you stick with us, and hopefully you'll be doing as well as I am. I expect to, you know, compete in all these leagues that, again, if you're in the last place after six weeks, you feel pretty hopeless. And now, like, I think we're on trajectory to compete for W. So, a bunch of lessons there. All right. The third pillar of profit, just just as we came flying out of the box in the second half, like hitting every bat, yesterday, was just an absolute disaster. I could not believe Houston didn't get to Oller, and I hate to complain about umps. We got just jobbed. We got totally jobbed. You know, we're in an F5 team total. Every out really counts. Jordan Alvarez got rung up that ball was five inches outside, and then right after, Bregman got rung up, and it was after a first inning home run to Pena that I thought we had this guy in the ropes right two very hard at balls out of the gate one being a home run so we're up one zip but only one out on the board feeling really good Alvarez I think it was 2-2 also so it would have been 3-2 it was just awful really really awful display by the arms they're trash we know it but we didn't get it done and we didn't get the over of course it's just ridiculous stuff man you know it happens and uh, the other game, the over was, was trash as well. Of, just, of course, you know, tons of barrels that didn't go. Just what it is. Amazing defense, of course. Whatever. Let's look forward, everybody. First looks today. up oh, on the board. I think first, let's do the total base props because we already covered them. And then we'll circle back. We'll do a little handicap real quick. So, again, we got Austin Slater going off at even money. He's already listed. I was very happily surprised that he was listed at one and a half total bases. Yesterday he was listed at a half a base, minus 185. I can't do that. I'm just never going to do that. And then look, the pitching, Loniton was wrong. Gilbert didn't pitch. Kelly did. And that's like, ah, run! So that's again, one more feather for these total base props. It might, uh, for these guys that have these kind of disparate lineup placements you may want to wait and see because you don't get your money back if the pitcher changes. So I didn't hit Slater because it was only at a half a base, luckily. So so Slater, we walked you through where that goes. Don't be surprised if on the Patreon sheet later on we have rough as well. And remember more plays doesn't necessarily mean more risk. Now if you notice I do have my risk down at the bottom this way here um you know because i am keeping score and i don't want people to i honestly I never would really be thought of that oh i just make plays i don't care i'm grading all these second half ones specifically i'm gonna go back and grade first half i've to do it by hand i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm trying i'm doing like a day at a time it's very difficult but it's a pain but again risk management at the four right we're betting 0.2 of a unit so even you can go between three and five units right i've i've before I mentioned daily a lot of risk and dividing backwards, that's one way to do it. Another way to do it, if you, if you set a low enough limit, you could work within yourself and have a range, right? So if every unit is a percentage, then point two units, you know, three bets is point six of an of a of your stack to give you an idea of how much i've decelerated my own risk because we're losing you know what i'm saying i'm not going to start betting more when we're not winning like to me that's common sense most people lean into their losing streaks and get wiped out right and that's when most bank accounts go bust and that's why mine don't and that's why it feels like sometimes a slow death because right? you you allow the losing to keep happening but that's kind of the point as sick as that sounds what a sick business this is all right so it's austin slater With a lesson. And I think we'll be looking at Darren Ruff. He's listed at plus 115. Don't be afraid to hit that as well. Over to Christian Yelich, He's at plus 105. We've walked you through that. Also, Rowdy Telez, I believe, was plus 115. I think we're going to get that as well. I don't want to overload this page. But I'd really be looking. Those I would look to split. If you're putting 10 bucks on Slater, split 5 and 5. Go Slater Ruff. Same for Yelich. And if it's 100, if it's 1,000, do the same thing. Remember, I like to deal in percentages so these apply to everybody I know ten dollars is a lot to one person and not to another, so we can't be speaking in those terms. Same for a hundred dollars. Some people are never ever going to be able to bet a hundred dollars in every game, and that's fine. Nor should we ever put them down. I I hate hearing that you are not serious if you don't spend it. Everybody starts somewhere. You bet with two bucks if you have to. The thing you should be worrying about is building the account up. I think that's what matters the most. Okay, if you're bankrolled with daddy's trust fund money, that don't make you a better better because you could blow five hundred dollars a game. That's a realness right there. So give us Slater and Yelich. Remember to pair split those if you want look for the percentages to play each other out especially with Ruff and Telez having the better odds right but they have a Worst lineup placement. I prefer the first lineup spot. Gar- almost guaranteeing. I hate to use the word guarantee. But almost guaranteeing that extra plate appearance. Then the one bet I do have, again, Vegas just has it out for us right now. F5s are not being posted. They're being pulled. It's just, it's a nightmare right now. And the ones they do post are overly juiced. to are trying to tempt you into taking it. That where we've ended up now playing run, full game run lines. Not something I generally used to do. But you can't pay 100 bucks, you know, 10, 100 cents. For the odds just totally bananas right now what's going on the push and pull in the baseball market is probably what we should have expected you know without regulation with all this legalization right i mean that makes perfect sense we should have known there's gonna be cowboy corporate activity right we often think oh well corporations are gonna act responsibly and we should know it's gonna be exactly the opposite they're not reliable they're not regulated they do whatever they want and you know they Again, this should not be the case, right? In a perfect world where this is legalized, this would be run more like the market. There would be open prices, a publicly regulated price and market. We'd be able to set limit prices and even buy and sell those tickets in between, right? That would actually be the most sense-making that we could. And when that happens... We are going to make a full-on living doing this without having to win a single bet because of how far in front of the market we are every day. We'll just be selling, you know, the our our early bets later on, people eating that percent. It'll be excellent. Can't wait for the future. All right, and then the last one is San Diego. So I mentioned why I'm on these run lines now. It's Mike Clevenger against Garrett Hill. Garrett Hill, yeah, it's only been 16 innings, but it's been really bad. The whip down low with the ERA up near 6. FIP, XFIP, Sierra, PCRA all near 6. K rate down to 12, walk rate up near 8. So 5%, 4.5% came on walk, I should say. 5% swinging strike, 20% CSW. The foul ball rate also jumping off the page, I again. I notice at 23. And we notice that with youngsters sometimes that we're able to fool younger, less experienced hitters in minor leagues don't have the put-away pitch in the majors. And that foul ball rate really becomes a red flag for me. So especially paired with 93% contact. So 23 foul ball, 93% contact tells me that... There's almost an, uh, a level of frustration not being able to get to put away that 23% foul ball. It's extremely high, and right, it's going to kill your ability to distance. It's going to get us into the middle of the bullpen. All the things that we want. Then what is happening, you end up coming into the zone where he has trouble winning again. Right? You could probably tell. Sometimes I use. I don't use all the stats all the time. I have so many of them to help me draw it. Then I go nowhere to go investigate. And that seems to be the issue. Hill, again, lots of fly balls. That number up over 43%. The blast rate at six, which is generally a worry, which is why we've seen one and three quarter home runs per nine. My boy Mikey Clevdog, really looking great since he's come back. He looks excellent. You know, he's kind of reinvented himself. And now he's, the strikeouts are coming as well. That number up near seven. He's got 17%. Came on his walk, 12%. Swinging strike to go to 640 ops allowed on the year a lot of stuff that i like the hard hit rate down below 26 on fangrass paired with the 40 percent ground ball rate right so clev dog is a grill master if you're an og cork stats crew member you remember that what's he mean keeps it low he keeps it slow ribs falling off the bone what we want to be looking for and you know we have a distinct edge as far as offense goes san diego offense is not a world beater right now but they have kind of ticked up doing a few things the last seven since the break that we've noticed they're not chasing that number in the top eight one of the best hard hit rates in the league actually is number one san diego padre's best hard hit rate via savant last 150 plate appearances that number up at 45 one of the top line drive rates and again like i said they're not really chasing 330 team obp should get it done against a tiger team that is just straight trash older right now so that number at minus 115 so give us all these bets i think this one we get to the window and that will do it For the Fancy Show and I'll be absolutely anywhere. And you know you can take that bad mf -er to the bank. Call me on that one. I ain't bluffing. All right. You got your three pillars of profit. We actually brought this one right at the 30-minute mark, which seems to be the new length of the show. Again, my dear producers and the men and women behind the scenes at Mayo Media Net, we love you. Much to the men and women out there watching the show, actually rate, reviewing, and subscribing, pressing the cartoon finger, pressing the like button, subscribing to the YouTube channel, getting up in the comments. Mr. Baines, we see you. That Apple GIF makes my day every single day. To the Walrus and the Dane, JKs, we see you. We love you. We appreciate you. Todd. Everybody that's out there, the new listeners, even you, Joke. I see you, kid. And Chris, man, all my new guys at VSIN, all the people picking up and enjoying all the tools. Keep your eye out for starting Picture Sheet that'll be out shortly. Again, Team Totals, all the wonderful stuff that we're bringing to you at Mail Media Net. And if you really do appreciate it, tag Patty Mail, let them know how we're doing. And if you really, really appreciate it, you download the Jock Market app, and we'll see you in those streets later on today love those stacks especially with players that are not well liked again right low price high return here we go remember enjoy your games enjoy your day and when we're done with the book baby enjoy that pay remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck you know it peace